0: This is Steal the Sermon, number 218. A one-minute sermon, The Triptych's Tale. Who or what is a triptych, you may be wondering. A triptych was a very popular art form in the Middle Ages. Not so today. A triptych has three separate panels which are hinged together. Each of these panels tells a related story, often from the Bible. You may have seen them in churches. You may have seen them in museums. I doubt if you've seen one in somebody's house. Think of a triptych as the graphic novel of its day. Panel one in the triptych for today's talk is from Luke chapter five, verse five. If this panel were to have a title, which it does not, it might very well be bad advice, or so it seems. Legend has it that Jesus worked on fishing boats as a young man. It makes sense. He lived near a big body of water and he had to pay his own way from age 18 to age 30. The painting is of Jesus pointing out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. It is sunny at midday. He is telling Peter to take his boat and take his crew, go out into the deep water and let out the nets. Well, this advice is the exact opposite of that thing we are all in the thrall of today, best practices why you ask well let me tell you number one the timing is all wrong fish are easier to catch in the evening when the water is cooler and the fish tend to surface to feed but that's not all number two the location is all wrong fish feed not in the middle of the lake but in shallow water they don't feed in deep water they are also easier to net in shallow water but according to luke peter followed jesus advice which Peter must have thought that advice is totally whack, but he followed it anyway. The result was an epic haul of fish. So what's the point of this story, you may ask? It wasn't about fishing tips. It was about the fact that we should follow the path that God reveals to us, even if it goes against the so-called wisdom of the day, the best practices, the common sense of our day. On to panel number two. It ties into the other panels, as all good triptychs do. If it did have a title, which, of course, it doesn't, it might be, What's Love Got to Do With It? A fabulous song as well, but I digress. Let me lay out the scene. It's about one am on January 1st, 1975. The new year is not off to a good start for the three figures in the painting. Two star-crossed lovers, and the stranger with the mustard yellow van. So much for the r- romance of Old Lang Syne. The couple are on the front lawn of a dingy apartment building. The guy who has stepped out of the van has been driving by, having just completed the nearby delivery of an oxygen tank. He saw and heard the loud fracas between the two young lovers. It would have been hard to miss. It was loud and it was angry. He stopped. And he got out. He walked toward the couple as the young Romeo continued to beat the snot out of his fair Juliet, whose beautiful white dress was now splattered with her own blood. This guy packed a mean punch. The man from the van called out, come on, you don't want to do this. It's a nice night. Well, the reply was simple. The reply was direct the reply was a nine millimeter glock pointed at his chest. Romeo growled, not your girl, not your problem, get out. Well, let's pause for a moment to consider the scene. Our fabled best practice would be to retreat and to call the police. Now, this wasn't as easy to do in 1975 as it is in 2023, since there are no cell phones. But you do You would at least be safe and alive if you decided, time to move on. Well, let's go back to the action. What is happening here? What I see is raw anger and hate, being confronted by love without fear. Why is the van guy here in the first place, much less here after being firmly asked to leave? Why? Because in some corner of himself, a part of himself where he does not even know that he knows, he in fact knows one huge thing. God's love leads us to get involved without knowing all the details. Not unlike Peter in the deep water, if you think about it. Neither one really knew all the details, but they had faith. They had great faith. We don't know the outcome of this uh, second picture, but I was there, so I'll tell you. After several beers and a long talk, the angry man ended up sleeping in his own bed that night instead of sleeping in a jail cell for the next 30 years. The guy in the van gave Juliet a ride to her sister's house where she will be mended and she will have find a safe haven. The guy in the mustard yellow van, he disappears into the night to deliver more oxygen. But he too got a gift that in many ways is even better than Peter's awesome haul. He found out who he was that night and he never had to wonder again. That's what getting involved does for you. That's what doing so against the best and safest practices does. That's what getting involved without knowing all the details does. It's my favorite panel. Panel number three is an odd one. It's almost a still life. In fact, it is a still life. No humans are in it. Just some scaffolding against a lakeside building. Out in the lake, there's a good sized boat. That's it, that's all. The tie to panel number one is obvious, boats. Now let's consider the scaffolding. That one is not real obvious, is it? A good triptych makes you, or should I say, lets you figure it out yourself. How does it fit together? I'll give you my guess. I'm gonna give this one the imaginary title, what is your life's work to be? In the boat pictured here, I find an image of the rich and rewarding life that you will find in helping others by pulling them into your boat. A refuge from the storms of their lives. A tie-in to the first frame is good old St. Peter, who later in his life had himself to be pulled into the boat as he feared for his life in the very same waters where he made his huge catch. As a boat, you are a refuge for the flailing. They are always around us. There's no visible scaffold in frame two. None at all for the three young fools that New Year's morning. But with just the right kind of eyes, you can see that a scaffold must have been there at some point in each of these three lives. Someone exposed each one of them to a moral vision that allowed them to find their best self. Some of them found it right away. Some of them, it took a little bit longer. As a result of the scaffolding of parents and others, They each walked away from that nightmare night. Each went on to live out their story over many years. I believe that all three of them learned from the events of that morning and rededicated themselves to a less violent, more gentle life of service. Some would be the boat. Some would be the scaffold. Jesus was both. You can be either and follow his path. Now get to work. Get out of the van. Nothing happens until you get out of the van. Amen. Hallelujah.